Welcome all to our God's Word for Today devotional. And our text for today is Psalm 80. And we will read Psalm 80 verses 1 to um, 19 this morning. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord, God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and gave them, given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us an object of contention for our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade. The mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls? So that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit. The boar from the forest ravages it and all the move in the field, feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine. The stock that your right hand planted and for the son whom you made strong for yourself. They have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your face. But let your hand be on the man of your right hand. The son of man whom you have made strong for yourself. Then we shall not Turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine, that we may be saved. This is a prayer of healing from the author. Psalms 79 and 80 are two psalms that are of the same focus. It's a lament. It's a prayer for salvation because of the severe destruction and desolation that they experience. Although here in Psalm 80, we don't know the historical background. Yet once again, the people plead with God for his decisive action that will save them from their present plight from the enemy. Verses 1 to 3 will tell us of how the psalmist pleaded here to the shepherd of Israel. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. He addressed God as the shepherd and impliedly they refer themselves as the flock. You who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim shine forth. And this shepherd is the sovereign God. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Or even in the later portion of this psalm, he said, turn again, uh, O God. So he repeated this in the later portion, this prayer of restoration, prayer of healing. Let your face shine that we may be saved. They are overwhelmed with grief, are they not? In, in verse 4 to 7, God seemingly has forgotten them as the psalmist expressed. And their enemies mercilessly mocked them, derided, and destroyed them. 
And this pain has prompted them to ask God's restoration. And we, we read in verse 4 to 7, this intense prayer of the psalmist, O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. In other words, when they prayed, what they received from God were, were tears, bread of tears, drink of full measure, more sufferings. You made us an object of contention for our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. And that was so painful because the name of God was desecrated. And what they can do only is to pray earnestly for restoration, to ask God's favor that his face will shine upon them again and they will be saved. The psalmist described a metaphor about the relationship of God to them, like a farmer to a vine. Like a vine, God transplanted them from Egypt into Canaan where it grew and spread. It covered the mountains, burst in boundaries, and reached to Lebanon ranges and the Euphrates River. Verse 8 to 11, that's what we see here, that this vine really grow at length. They really grow very, very wide, and, and at one moment, it was... It was cut off in the sense that God allowed wild beasts or the forest to plunder and destroy this vineyard. And he asked, why didn't God allow this? Why does he allow the enemy, the nations, to cross Israel? In verse 12 to 13, this is what he asked, why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest visits it, and all that move in the field feed on it. So at one moment when they were really growing, they were really proud and they were just humiliated. We know the story that because of the rebellion, God allowed it to happen and the people were felt very devastated. The people, the people prayed that God will rescue them from the suffering, from the merciless actions of the enemies. That God will save the damaged vine and restore it to healthy growth. As the psalmist expressed in verse 14 to 16, Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine. It is said that vine really is very delicate. And like a hopeless, helpless vine, they needed God. Verse 15, The stock that your right hand planted, and for the son whom you have made strong for yourself, they have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. Made the perish at the rebuke of your face. It's only God whom they call for rescue. They hope in God. They pray that God will give back to Israel the strength it once had. The glory of the past. As his specially chosen nation. That God will fulfill his covenant to this nation. Verse 17 to verse 19 but let your hand be on the man of your right hand, the son of man whom you have made strong for yourself, an allusion to the Messiah who will be the instrument of their salvation. Verse 18, then we shall not turn back from you 
Give us life and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. The good thing about our God today, my dear friends and brethren in the Lord, is that although like Israel we fail and we deserve the discipline, the chastisements because he loves us, he will chastise us, of course. But God will give us second chances that we can really pray, Lord, restore me, heal me, meet me that. That would be our desire as we seek God in the times that we are plagued because of the consequences of our sins. There is no rest for you and for me when we are running away from God, just like the prodigal son. There was no satisfaction when he was running away from his father. But his father would always have loved him. He did not stop loving his son. But his son did not experience it because he was the one running away from him until he went back, until he was restored. And that he was restored in a very lavish way. He did not expect that he will be restored that way. And in the same manner, God is our lavish father. He is the prodigal father. Although how we run away and mess our life, yet his grace is more than sufficient to mend us. May it be that this will encourage us to go back to God. If we have been running away from God, go back to God. There's no other alternative better than that. May God help us. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for how you have dealt with the nation of Israel is an encouragement to us, Lord, that although their repeated failures, you have failed you over and over again, you didn't stop loving them. And Lord, we know that your love is inexhaustible. You love us not because of who we are and what we have done, but because you are the God of love. You love us unconditionally. And let me that this will be the one that will draw us back to yourself, Lord. Restore us, Lord. If there's anybody watching this video, listening to this podcast, who has been running away from you, Lord, he has no peace in his heart. Bring him back to you, Lord. Bring him back to your fold. Let me that your love will draw him to you. And thank you that you'll answer our prayers because this is your will for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.